Hi, I'm Dr. Tanya Bailey, and welcome to Arts, Artists, and Advocates, a podcast-based program designed with you in mind. You can find more information on lccconnect.com. Go ahead, do it today. Arts, Artists, and Advocates is a series of conversations and performances that explore diversity, equity, and inclusion through the arts and activism. We're highlighting the work of people on our campus and in our community that's making a difference. The death of George Floyd in the summer of 2020 catalyzed a social reckoning that put diversity, equity, and inclusion at the top priority of many organizations and in higher ed nationwide. Many of our students, faculty, and staff from across the world participated and engaged in protests and really are doing great work around activism, both off and on campus. In this era, College presidents must be responsive to new paradigm shifts when it comes to diversity, equity, inclusion in order for those movements to be aligned with this institution and its surrounding community. In fact, every college president that is deciding to work on DEI on their campus should take a note from Lansing Community College, who's been a leader in DEI and has made unwavering commitment to the profession Shameless plug for LCC. So today on Arts, Artists, and Advocates, I am so excited to talk with LCC's president, Dr. Steve Robinson, and gain insights on what's next for LCC. And our topic today is moving the DEI needle forward, a presidential chat at that. So please put your hands together and welcome with me the one, the only, the amazing Dr. Steve Robinson. (laughs) Thank you, Dr. Bailey. There's no, so there's no hype person better than you. I love it. Well, I love hyping you up because, in fact, it's all true. No flattery, just real stuff. No. I'm so excited that you're here. I know you have an amazing podcast, and so to get you on here is an honor. Um, but I want folks to know who may not really know the real Dr. Robinson, uh, tell us where you're from and how was that influenced your work. Well, thanks, Dr. Bailey. And it is wonderful to be here on your excellent podcast. So uh, I grew up in Metro Detroit. You Mm -hmm. know, my mom lived out in the suburbs. My dad lived downtown. So I Mm. spent the weekends in downtown Detroit, but I went to school in Troy. Yes. And then when I was 18, I moved here to Lansing to go to Michigan State. Wow. And uh, I earned all three of my degrees here, bachelor's, master's, and PhD in English. Nice. And um, between the master's and PhD, mm-hmm. I started a full-time faculty job at Mott Community College in yes. Flint. Go where, Flint. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Go Flint. I know. So um, I was at Mott Community College for 23 years. and wow. uh, But I had my uh, community college conversion experience mm-hmm. here at LCC. I, you've heard me tell the story many times. Yes. I fell in love with our community college mission, the diversity mm. of our students, and when you and I use that word diversity, we're talking about all kinds of things, yes. uh, cultural background, age, social background. And so that's what turned me on to the community college. It's why I've never left. And uh, and that's what brings me here. Well, we are delighted. Uh, I'm just going to say the word blessed and uh, really, really grateful that we get to have you as a president. That's kind. Um, it really does matter. And, you, and your journey matters. Um, I want our listeners to hear you describe what diversity, you started talking about it for a minute. Mm-hmm. What does diversity, equity, inclusion mean to you? And why is it important for you as a college president? Well, I, I think I want to answer in two ways. Okay. I think I think that in defining diversity, we can go, come back to our values as an institution. Mm. There are a lot of ways we articulate those values. You know, our, our current advertising campaign is you belong here. Yes. Now, there are some those are three important words. And when mm-hmm. we say you, we mean 
Everybody, every (laughs) you, every you. And you and I have talked a lot about belonging. In Mm -hmm. fact, a lot of um, ODI departments are adding the word belonging, as you've taught me, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Yes. Um, my, my wife was the HR director of an arts organization back in Ohio and their chief diversity officer, they actually, uh, gave that title, the director of belonging. I love it. I do too. So, so you belong. And I also think the word here is important. Here Mm. is Lansing. Here is our spaces, whether they're digital spaces or the downtown campus or West campus or all of our locations. We want everybody to feel that they belong here at mm. LCC. So that's the, in terms of our values, then I'm going to get a little more nerdy about it. Go and ahead, talk go about ahead. Some of our, some of our specific uh, uh, articulated values like our board end statement. Mm. Uh, so that I'm entering my third year as president. And one of the things that you helped me <laughs> and the whole team do is embed those principles of diversity, equity, and inclusion in the stated board ends. Yes. Now, for listeners who yes. don't know what end statements are, <laughs> yes. you know, a, a, a group of trustees, rather than running the college, sets a, a, a standard mm-hmm. that we have to meet, some mm-hmm. outcomes right. or ends. And one of the things that's interesting about those ends is that's how I get evaluated in my job. Right. So my report card, one-fourth of my report card as a president is are you achieving equitable outcomes for our students? That's powerful. Are we building a community that is representative of and serving all mm-hmm. of, of uh, the constituents in our community? Mm-hmm. So those are a couple things it means to me. The last thing I'd say, Dr. Bailey, and you've taught me a lot about this, is <laughs> diverse organizations are more effective organizations. Mm-hmm. Diversity is not only the right thing to do, but it gets better results. And I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about oh, that. We, we I could, are. I, you've taught me so much <laughs> that I could I could talk about this forever, but You're that's, so that's my answer to your question. It's an amazing answer, and I'm glad that you gave, um, gave real serious thought. You actually, now many listeners won't know this, but you actually pushed for DEI to be a part of how you're measured, because when you arrived, it wasn't. Right, right. There was there was a statement in the board ends about access. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's do a teeny history lesson of our organizations. Sure. Our community colleges were founded on an access agenda and mm-hmm. access is important. Yes. Right. There has to be an open door. Absolutely. But you know that if you open the door, that doesn't mean everybody can walk through. Oh, right? you're teaching good. Uh, well, I'm a, I've been learning good. I've been learning good. So so the, the, the access was what we call Community College 1.0. Right. Mm. Community College 2.0 was completion. You know, Mm. people come through the door, but do they leave out the other door and go and Uh, achieve their goals? Yes. But Community College 3.0 is about equity Mm -hmm. and it's also about social mobility for students. Because why are we here? Our students want to either uh, transfer to a four year program with momentum or they want a great job where they can uplift their family. Yes. And that's what we're here for. And whatever their desire is, LCC can help them Absolutely. along that path. I love that. Thank you for that. You, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the African-American church, we would say amen. Uh, that's OK. <laughs> I'd say amen, too. Amen to that. Well, listen, Dr. Rosen, you've heard my podcast before, so you know we have a little fun. Yeah. And I have a game called If. Mm-hmm. All right, let's play. In the game called If, I'm going to start with a if statement. You have to complete that statement, and I'm betting you're going to get it right. Well, we'll see. <laughs> All right, our first question for you in the game called If. If diversity 
was an automobile, what would it be for you and why? (laughs) See, I struggle with these hypotheticals because I get (laughs) in these creativity loops, right? So if diversity were a vehicle, Mm -hmm. what would it be? Mm. Oh, I would, it's got to be a vehicle that can accommodate a lot of passengers, right? So I'm thinking a train or a bus, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe I'm going to go with a train. Okay. Um, But you know what I don't like? It's good. Is that good? Audience says yes, we'll Well, accept train. The problem with the train, though, (laughs) it has tracks and you know where it's going. And I think diversity probably needs a little more flexibility Ah. about where it's going to go. So here I am second guessing my answer. No, you're great. Okay. Okay. So you got that right. Here's the next question. If inclusion was a dessert, what would it be and why? <laughs> Look at the face. <laughs> oh, I, I don't want to be uh, uh, flipping about this. Probably would not have dairy in it because we'd want everybody to be able to have some, right? Good it would answer. be gluten-free. <laughs> yes. It would be dairy-free. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe be uh, a, a sugar-free snow cone. <laughs> but it'd still be delicious, oh, right? Oh, it'd be the best sugar-free <laughs> snow cone you ever had. And everybody would want it. That's absolutely. <laughs> okay. You are doing two for two. Okay. Here's the last question in the game called right. If. If equity was an article of clothing, mm. what would it be and why? Well, I think it might be a hat because mm. theoretically everybody has a head to put their hat on, but not everybody has all their arms or legs. And Dr. Robinson, so, you're so good. Well, I thought about <laughs> equity, you know, yes, like, yes. The, you know, an article of clothing. I mean, I, I know friends who don't have all their limbs. And right. So if you got them a nice shirt and, you know, yes. so maybe a hat. A hat. We will accept that. And guess what? what? You just won on the game card. <laughs> oh, this is just our way of helping our listeners learn more about diversity, thank equity, you. inclusion. And thank you for playing along. It was fun. Let's get into our next segment. Sure. In this one, I want to dive a little bit more into our topic, which is today, moving the DEI needle forward. Um, I have a quote I want to share. I often uh, mention this quote. It's by John C. Maxwell, famous leadership author. He says, change is inevitable, but growth is optional. With this vast, um, great resignation, many changes happening on college campuses, As a president, how would you advise other college or even university leaders? How do we navigate this change by embedding DEI into our college fabric? So I'm going to start off putting on my English teacher hat. When okay. you say moving the needle, we're already dealing with a metaphor, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, um, and what we're talking about with a needle is some kind of a meter, right? Yes. You know, yes. like we're in a radio studio right now and mm-hmm. the really talented engineer who's doing the, our recording, Very talented engineer. he's watching <laughs> needles to yes. make sure that our levels are right. Correct. So um, built into the idea of moving the needle is measuring things. Mm. And that can make things uncomfortable. So Mm -hmm. what we're measuring is what are our outcomes for disaggregated groups of students, particularly underrepresented or minoritized students? What are our what's our employee mix? We're talking about that Mm. right now. You know, what's the diversity of our faculty and our staff? So I think to answer your question, Mm -hmm. you got to start with measurement and um, and data. Yes. And people fight about data. 
data are confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's that old phrase, uh, you know, figures lie and liars figure. Yes. <laughs> but but what you have to do is 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 develop a baseline. Yes. And if you're going to move the needle, you got to know where it is first. That's so good. So that's that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But I think you asked a bigger question about okay, if we're measuring and we know we're measuring mm-hmm. and the, and the and the and the needles here at yes. maybe three. And you set a goal of getting it to eight. Mm-hmm. How do you do that with intentionality? Love it, right? Love and that's it. something I've heard you talk yes. about a lot. If you're going to move the needle on important values like diversity, equity, mm-hmm. inclusion, belonging, it doesn't happen by accident. No, you have to have hard conversations. You mm-hmm. have to set goals. Um, and you have to work at it. Yeah, well, excellent. I want to. I want to dive more into that because you're leading me without even knowing it in my questioning. I I don't know what your questions are. (laughs) Oh, he doesn't. Everyone, he does. He has no knowledge. I didn't send it to him beforehand. Mm -hmm. So it is difficult. What you just shared, right? It's difficult. Talk about how you have navigated as a president, right? Because as a college president, you have a lot of you a lot of challenges, right, in this area, right? So how how have you done it? Well, it's it's a challenging job anywhere, but what I will tell you is uh, LCC is well positioned to do this work. Yes. So this is my third year. Mm-hmm. Not every community college has a chief diversity officer or, a, or an office of diversity Facts. and inclusion. Facts. That's thing number one. Mm-hmm. Thing number two is not every college has very strong board support for this work. True. And I know that. Mm-hmm. I know that firsthand from talking to community college presidents all over the country. That's good to we're, hear. We're a really diverse country and in many ways kind of a divided country. Mm-hmm. Not kind of. We really yeah, are yep. a divided country. And so to have seven elected board trustees that vote seven to zero mm. after the murder of George Floyd yes. and Brianna Taylor and others that this is a this is an issue that we're going to deal with and mm-hmm. we're going to have action and 7 to 0 said to their <laughs> new president you will develop an equity action plan and yeah. you will turn it into us by um, your six month anniversary, which was what you and I yes. did together. And as a leadership team, you've heard me say this, mm-hmm. that was a gift. <laughs> it was a gift to be given an assignment like that because I have counterparts across the country who can't engage in this work yeah. with the openness and intentionality that you and I do. LCC is a great place. And, and that was, that was my thinking for you. Mm-hmm receiving this amazing appointment as our, our new president mm-hmm. three years ago. You're not new right. anymore, right? You're in the fabric. <laughs> um, and receiving a somewhat of a charge. We want you to do this, yeah. and we want you to do mm-hmm. uh, good work around DEI in six months. For you, that was appealing, right? Absolutely. No, yeah. no, it was, one of, <laughs> it was one of the things that attracted me to yes. the college. Okay. And, as I, and as I've told you, mm-hmm. your leadership, the, uh, OD, the ODI department was Thank one of the you. things that made this an attractive opportunity for me. Mm-hmm. It was a long-term goal at my previous institution, and I was developing some of the support I needed mm-hmm. to galvanize a team around that work, but it was already well underway here. Yeah. And, you know, I was hired in that in that awful summer of oh. racial reckoning. Yes. Right. Yes. And so um, what we see is a lot of colleges had said things hmm. that summer. Yes. Uh, but our board took an extra step and said, we're going to say something, but we're also going to require with accountability right. that it be translated into action. And kudos to to our board. for Absolutely. real, Because around this work, there is a lot of rhetoric. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not enough action. Uh, and so we even had a national conversation on DEI that really spoke to how we move from rhetoric to action. How do you 
move from rhetoric to action. Well, I, I, you, you, you do it in, in fellowship, allyship, accompliceship with, uh, with like-minded colleagues. That's good. Right? And, and, and for LCC, if for our local listeners, we, they have to know that we're, we have a national reputation for mm. doing this. You mentioned the national conversation that you led. Sure. That was after we, uh, a year ago, we presented, uh, at um, the Amer- the Association of Community College Trustees about our our yes. equity work, and we invited the whole country to be part of one of your courageous conversations because <laughs> we did them locally all the yes. time, but we had a national conversation on that. And I'm I'm proud to tell you I just returned from New York City yeah. at that same conference a year later where we were recognized, LCC was recognized as the Central Region Yay! Award winner for the Equity Award. That's right, Charles clap it Kennedy up. Charles Kennedy Equity Award. I love it. And put us, and while we, did, we I think we, we we should have, but we did not <laughs> win the national award. We, we we lost out to one of the leaders in this area, the wow. Community College of Baltimore County in, in Maryland, where they've been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. But we're now part of this short list of names of colleges that really do this work well. Absolutely. We so are, in essence, we won. <laughs> oh, we did. Yeah, we absolutely. We got a trophy. We yes. will see it. And yeah, we did. That is so, so But we're not good. done. Oh, oh, we're so not done. No, we're not done. We're not done. We mm-hmm. are moving to action. And we're moving actually to the last segment of okay, the show great. today because mm-hmm. I think this is going to get to the meat of it. So you mentioned before the role of a college president is already tough. Right? It is. It's, it's not an easy role. Mm-hmm. When we talk about having difficult conversations around DEI, what are you hearing uh, from colleagues across the nation and some of the struggles they're having? And what would you say to them if they were listening in today? Well, I I have a few things to say. One of them is uh, there are communities that are not as well prepared or willing to have the conversations that we're having. Hmm. So even though they're tough, you you lead our courageous conversations, some Mm -hmm. of the equity work, most of the equity work moves people to a place of discomfort. It does. Um, you, it requires a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. It really does. A continuous improvement mindset. Yes. But um, there are places where it uh, is not just uncomfortable, but maybe not safe to have conversations like this. I have counterparts who could imperil their careers by moving this wow. uh, this work forward. And I, and I think that what I would say to those colleagues mm-hmm. is uh, keep trying. Yes. Right. Yes. And 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 move the conversation where you can. Yes. Right. Absolutely. I I appreciate that because I think um, whether you are a college president, you're president of your family, it doesn't matter. Right. Right. We all leaders. We all are leaders and looking for ways of how do we move particularly diversity, equity, inclusion forward, how we move that needle forward when we know there might be some difficult points or pain points for some. And and you, you hit on that. I have a question for you, Dr. Robinson. I want you to describe for our listeners um, a stereotype around your culture that you want to demystify. Around the culture I come from? Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, that's that's a that's a really interesting question. I can yeah. think of stereotypes that are probably earned or <laughs> true. <laughs> um, I, you know, I think that there might be, and and I I probably need to be really specific. Okay. You know, you know, people could make guesses about me listening to my voice, but I'm a mid fifties white cisgender, you know, yes. uh, guy, okay. right? Right, yes. married, mm-hmm. you know, and and so. I think some assumptions about my culture, mm-hmm. uh, uh, sort of white Midwestern culture, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm trying to think of what they might be, the ones that might be not true. Um, 
Well, when you when I'm you, struggling, you, Doctor B. Well, no, that's good. Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. it's good. This mm-hmm. is this is the segment where we're supposed to struggle a little bit, yeah, but yeah, but but get to it. So, um, I'm a black yeah, female. You are. Um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of stereotypes about both of our cultures, right? But yeah. Part of the thing that I think um, people may think about is that you don't really care too much about DEI. Right. That it mm-hmm. doesn't apply to you. What would you say to a stereotype like that for you, your culture? You helped yeah. me out a great deal because sure. what I was coming up with was off the shelf. There was more than stereotypes. There were cliches. Got it. Something yes. about, you know, white men can't jump. Or, <laughs> oh, we don't have any rhythm. You know, that's really serious. Totally not it's, true, by the way. But really, yeah, yeah, I'm a pretty decent bass player. Yes, so. he is. But but um, but those are cliches. Now you've moved my uh, thinking. I think that there is a stereotype of particularly um uh, privileged white folks mm-hmm. who do DEI work that mm-hmm. we are maybe virtue signaling or posturing or mm. doing this out of some kind of, uh, you know, prioritizing this work out of a sense of um, wanting to look right. virtuous yes. or moral or mm-hmm. um, or out of guilt. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly tell you that my colleagues, uh, yes. my my white privileged colleagues across the country who do this kind of work, do it because they absolutely believe it. Yes. Yeah, this is, I mean, Dr. Bailey, life yeah. is a short journey. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to do things I don't <laughs> don't believe in yes. or don't feel invested in. Yes. And um and I and I love the job I had before, mm-hmm. but I connect with the mission of what we're doing here so much deeper because of the equity work, the belonging yes. work. I think that gets oh, to it, your, it definitely that's not does. a surface. I didn't want to give a surface answer. That's I that promise I think is you a, no. it was not surface. No, that one was and, the and real. I, I really believe that our listeners got a, a closer insight to who you are because, you know, this work is not easy work. No, we talk about moving the needle forward for, for diversity and inclusion. It means, yes, intentionality and people being real, identifying you automatically self-identified yourself. You automatically began to share your passion mm-hmm. and your why, which really helps people to see I think I can do that, too. Mm-hmm. I think I can join that, too, which further dis- demystifies uh, stereotypes of why everybody should be involved. I appreciate that. And thanks yeah. for helping me grow through the question because no, I, was, I was struggling there. At the no, beginning. you did great. So I want to I want to leave our audience with this because okay. there um, is talks that we've had about transitions. We talked about a little bit more about you and, mm-hmm. and your passions around that. Mm-hmm. I want our listeners to know two things. One, what mark do you want to leave? on this world as relates to DEI and what's next for LCC as it relates to DEI. Right. I, l- I love the question because the first, the first part is uh, you have a phrase you use a lot about leaving a mark and not a stain, right? <laughs> yes, you know, sir. we, and, and so uh, I've been privileged to, I'm privileged to enter my third year as president of this awesome college. Yes. I, I am hoping for many, many more. And, and one of the things that I would love to leave here is some uh, deep work in our culture. Mm. We've spent a lot of years de- building out um, th- probably the most gorgeous community college oh, campus you've far. ever seen. By if you've, and, and by the way, our listeners, if you haven't gotten out of your car to walk through the yes, downtown campus on. or go inside West Campus, make some time to do that because this is not your mental picture of what a community college is if you've never been here. Correct. So we've, and, and we built out great programming. We've got programming. We've got all kinds of great recognition. Yes. But uh, my focus from the beginning of my teaching career, I, I spent a decade as a union leader. Hmm. I, I, I want to work on 
culture and the and uh, communication mm. and openness and transparency. So I love it. Uh, that that's one of the things, and those things take a while. They do. They really do. They um, uh, they take a while to build up. It takes people a while to let their guard down and Absolutely. be and be open to that. So it would be one of culture and inclusivity okay. and and belonging. That's a good legacy. That's the, that's, so that's the, the mark. Okay. Now, you asked a really practical question about the future. Yes. Now, Dedalian has some Kleenex here. We might <laughs> need it. I don't, we might I, need it. I know. So, so uh, Dr. Bailey, you've been an amazing chief diversity officer. You're leaving you. the college. Now, what I want to tell everybody who's listening, yes. and I've told you many times, is while you might be leaving the college, the work that you've done here, it's not just one mark, it's many marks. And you've built us up to uh, not only just national recognition, but we got a lot of momentum on this important work. We really do. And we'll be doing it for the rest of our careers. Yes, we will. So you and I will be working (laughs) together even even though you're not going to be the chief diversity officer anymore. But what I do want everybody to know is by the time they hear this, um, Hmm. we will be searching for a new, not a replacement, but But a a new new. chief diversity (laughs) officer. That's a model I'm committed to. I love that. There, I think there has to be a um, C-suite executive charged with DEIB that Mm -hmm. reports directly to the president for a bunch of structural reasons, not the least of which is this is hard work. It is. And there are all kinds of ways it could get crosswise with different departments and get involved Mm -hmm. in politics Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And this person has to have a direct line to the CEO of the organization. So wow. that's what we're going to do. And we have, um, our, um, you know, our um, senior vice president for business yes. operations, Dr. Selena Samuel. Shout out. Yep, <laughs> yeah. We'll be working with your team and mm-hmm. uh, the initiatives to make sure that, they, that we don't lose momentum during that search. Absolutely. So um, and then I would just reiterate something we talked about at the beginning yes. of the show. The principles that were in that resolution on racial injustice yes. through equity. Um, have been embedded in the board ends. Mm-hmm. They are fully one-sixth of the college's strategic plan. Yes. And this is work that goes well beyond your department and your position. There yes. are hundreds of people at LCC doing this work, and that will continue. If you had any doubt, listening audience, whether or not DEI will continue long after the Tanya Bailey experience, <laughs> <laughs> you have now been confirmed that this community college is dedicated from its boards to its presidents to every person that's here. You know, Dr. Robinson, I always say it's not about the me. It's about, it's the, about we. the we. Yeah. Yes. I tried yes. to say it at the same time, <laughs> unison. We got It's about the we. Uh, I have been just... Um, emotionally charged in a very good way because you've been here today and not just here on this podcast, but here, period. You are a active, visible, very present president. And it's been a privilege and an honor to work and serve with you. And this right here is for life. So, <laughs> you know, it is Dr. Bailey. Thank you for all you've done for LCC. I know you'll continue to do great things in this space uh, yes. throughout, throughout the, uh, the world. <laughs> and uh, I, on behalf of everybody at LCC, just let Aww. me say thank you for your time here. Well, thank you so much. And listening, thank you all for listening to arts, artists, and advocates. We appreciate you tuning in today. This is a podcast based broadcast.
Podcasts. And you can find more content at lccconnect.com. Go ahead, do it today. Arts, Artisan Advocates is a series of conversations and performances that explore diversity, equity, and inclusion through the arts and activism. We're highlighting the good work of people at LCC and for those that's making a difference in our community. I am your host, Dr. Tanya Bailey, and I'm reminding you that you matter. We'll see you next time.